0: <laughs> Bow, you shits!
1: The real war isn't between a few squabbling houses. It's between the living and the dead. Winter is coming. Why are all the gods such vicious cunts? Chaos isn't a pit, chaos is a ladder. I'm the shield that guards the realms of men.
2: You know nothing, John Snow.
1: A dream? And I know things. You're the worst shit in the Seven Kingdoms! Death is the enemy, the first
0: enemy, and the last. Fracarys. I am the god of jits and wine.
1: Welcome back. My name is Chris. I'm Andy. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things. Engine nerd. Uh, we've been discussing Game of Thrones quite a bit. Uh, we're more well-known for our Stranger Things coverage. This is for new listeners. i got to keep catching everybody up because the world is slow on the uptake. Uh, mm. But we moved along. We've done a few other IPs, and uh, the whole world's talking about Game of Thrones. And we thought... Well, gosh darn it. Why don't we just join in? You know what I mean? So okay. here we are. Um, if you're new to the show, we've got a huge back catalog. I don't want to talk about the size of my back catalog and brag too much, but we have a huge <laughs> back catalog. Uh, it's actually, it's, it's modest. It's average for this side I mean, of a- the, the world. I mean, on a warm day, it'll. It's a big. It's an okay catalog, right? It's decent, and it's more about what you do with your catalog, from what I hear, right? Uh, and a lot yeah, of people are of the catalog. Yeah, you don't want it to... <laughs> anyway, um, you, know, you know, if you trim right the along, catalog, it'll look bigger. You should check that out. The catalog, I mean. Uh, so yeah, we're talking about Game of Thrones these days, season eight. Um, please. Email us at streamingthingspod at gmail.com. If you have any comments, concerns, suggestions, or just want to say hello, do it do it. We love to hear from you. Uh, We're considering uh, pushing all of our stuff over to YouTube in an audio format just to just suck some likes and views uh, like little likes and views vampires uh, so we can spread the message a little bit. We're still kind of struggling to regain the listenership that we had back in the Stranger Things season two era. uh, So you could help us out a lot doing that. Leave a review on iTunes. We did. uh, We did. Sorry. Just find out that we're not pushing to google play so sorry to the android users uh you can find us on stitcher if you have an android phone and we're they working won't out hear this <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. that's that true ironically about them. just uh, <laughs> fucking androids yeah superior an technology mm. right uh, i get to manipulate my <laughs> phone a lot and get nice things earlier than apple users yeah. um, <laughs> at least that's what i understand who knows uh but anyway uh we're talking about Episode three of season eight, uh, the Battle of Winterfell. Uh, Normally, we take a long night. I believe it's called. Is that what it is? Mm -hmm. I knew that. Because I research fucking things. I'm not an idiot talking about some kind of <laughs> show that I don't know shit about, and I just refer to it like they do on the internet. Like I'm. Well, I mean, it's what ha- it's the only thing that happens in
0: that episode.
1: So fuck. I mean, they might yeah. as well have called it that. It's also a long night, though. To be fair, so I get it. Um, it's yeah. a, really a little bit of a double night. entendre with that title because it was. It's obviously in reference to the long night that everybody you know foretold as in prophecy, but and also it was King's a long dick. night. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh. <laughs> All right. No. 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 Uh, how many dick because we stuff
2: into the first 10 minutes. Hey, you know, it wouldn't be a Game of Thrones episode if we didn't do some cock
1: and eunuch jokes.
2: So we're All right. hold tight for the eunuch jokes. We're getting there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Getting the cock out of the way. Um, so anyway, <laughs> typically we'll take some very detailed notes, uh, do play by plays and, you know, discuss every scene ad nauseum. Not going to do that this time. And it's not because we're lazy or because it was a crazy week. Uh, it's partly due to that. But. I don't even think that this episode warrants that. I mean, there's a lot of things that stand out in my mind that I want to discuss, uh, but more like the world's backlash or mm. lack thereof to certain things that I really want to discuss in kind of an overarching sort of way so I think mm-hmm. that's the healthiest most effective way to discuss this particular episode um, and I tried
2: I, to take notes I tried I tried <laughs> you, and but like I, I, I was I was so and wrapped in the story and the and the episode itself that like ha- like 20 minutes into the episode I'm like I can't I can't fucking do this I have to pay attention this is too good
1: I know <laughs> I, I actually watched it a second time fully intending on taking the note. That was the whole purpose of it. Um, but it just felt like sacrilege. Like how could I, how could I look away? Right. And what am that's I right. going to do? What am I going to write down? You know, foggy, crazy mm-hmm. zombie. Um, so <laughs> anyway, let's that just, Chris,
2: that's actually my notes. How did you get those?
1: <laughs> foggy, crazy zombie. I did write down, uh, Westeros Z, which I thought was just wildly clever. Like and World then I War threw Z. it away. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. With get it. Yeah, because nice. I was surprised at how fast the walkers were, right? The the white walkers. They ain't
0: walkers no more, bro. Right, really, the runners.
1: <laughs> and like the, the hordes that climb over each other to surmount the walls. It just I thought that that was kind of coined with World War Z and their take on zombies. And right. that's what it reminded me of. Because I remember being shocked because I watched a lot of zombie movies. And when World War Z came out, I was like, oh, these fuckers are fast. And like, they're yeah. so numerous and crazy. Like, this is different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't remember ever seeing the whites that way until this episode. Like,
2: uh, prior to this... I Go ahead. I mean, they weren't climbing... They weren't, like, making human ladders uh, before, but right. they were doing a lot of the uh, falling off of cliffs and doing whatever it takes to get into places uh, back in Hardhome. True. Um, I wouldn't say it's too far out of the realm, but, yeah, the making human ladders was definitely new to this episode. But
1: mm-hmm. it's not like... I thought it took anything away from the episode, or I was like, "Oh, this is this is unbelievable." It just it took me aback because all of the hype leading up to this episode, like somewhere deep inside of me, I was thinking like, "They're just lumbering dumbass zombies, and like <laughs> they've got Dothraki and Unsullied, and like they're just gonna it's gonna be a lot of slaughtering zombies and pushing back." You know right. what I mean? And then they just immediately get so overwhelmed. I was like, "Oh fuck!" Like when the, yeah. when the the lines of battle first clash, and just immediately you see like 17 unsullied go down are the close up shots, you know what I mean? And I was like, oh, fuck, they're like swinging, and there's some deft sword play on part of the zombies here. Like, I did this is mm-hmm. not what I pictured oh shit yeah, dude, uh, but like anyway. immediately
0: you see uh, Brienne and Jamie get mowed down yeah and it's like oh shit like that mm-hmm. how Game of Fucking Thrones was that like these main characters on the front lines just like yep nope that's what happens when you put a main character on the front lines yeah um, for sure obviously that's not what actually happened do we get the spoiler warning out of the way I don't know if we did that yet well I mean
1: they should they should assume this is for assumed. folks who have seen we, everything we, there is to see about Game of Thrones up to this point uh, we mm-hmm. don't do internet spoilers or production spoilers I don't even know that there are any at this point because HBO has been very studious about that but uh, that's not our bag but everything canon will be touched my wife shared um, with
2: me some supposed production spoilers yesterday and I told her you divorced that divorced her shit <laughs> no <laughs> she she was very upset about it and she she was like I, I need to talk to someone about it because I don't believe it's real and I'm like oh what is it and she told me like there's no fucking way that's real
1: <laughs> oh now I'm really curious and I hate you Steve
2: yeah, I, I'm not going to tell you just in case in like the off chance it is true, but I really maybe don't this will be in is. like
1: the after dark or something. We can maybe, maybe talk about that no, if right. I'm Game ready. Game of
2: Thrones after hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Is that the
0: spoiler dude? <laughs> <laughs> so is they get coming. down. <laughs> yeah, the new, <laughs> the
1: new form of the spinoff. Um, so let's um, back up but, a notch and let's talk about overall thoughts real quick. Um, Steve, what were your just first impressions Overall thoughts of the episode as a whole, uh, The Long Night. Uh, overall, my
2: impressions are very, very favorable. I really, really love this episode. I thought there was some really awesome uh, cinematography going on. We'll get into some of the story beats later, but I was a huge fan of, of a couple of the story beats that happened. And. Um, there. This is one of those episodes. I feel like with any major battle in like Game of Thrones, there's there's a there's a lot of nits that you can pick if you want to pick mm-hmm. nits, but
1: um, yeah, there's a lot of nit pickers I mean, <laughs> too.
2: That didn't distract me from enjoying the episode overall. My biggest nit to pick was um, like towards the the beginning of the battle like right after the dothraki do their thing um Mm. there's like a stretch of time like right after the dothraki do their thing up until when they light the trench where i was not a fan of the battle choreography going on Mm. but once but everything before that and everything after that was a plus in my book and that section was maybe like a b minus so overall right love the episode
1: andy quick thoughts on the show what'd you think
0: um yeah i loved it too um i have um issues with obviously like half the internet the uh the lighting of it and i i think the majority of that comes down to just compression issues when everybody and their mother's streaming it simultaneously and it's a dark episode on a um service that is pretty notorious for having uh uh banding issues when they stream dark scenes um, As someone with a uh, Sony Bravia, is this a
2: poor person problem? I'm just wondering. <laughs> I'm kidding, <laughs> right? I'm kidding.
0: And I, like I was talking to people online, they're like yeah, #hashtag I OLED shit. privilege, right? <laughs> I, and I watched it on a, a pretty badass TV, and I still had those issues. So I, I, I have not gone back and watched it again. So I don't know whether that's been alleviated by the release of the stress on the and ser- HBO servers, which I'm sure was absolutely fucking immense. Um, it hasn't. I, I, I think most <laughs> of my issues with the uh, episode overall are just kind of disappointment as a mega fan and that like what I thought was going to happen didn't. And I, you know, there's some stuff that I, there are some directions that I really thought the story was going and it's clearly not. And uh, that's, you know, it is what it is. Now I'm really kind of surprised and, and curious how they're going to, what they're going to do moving forward, because these next three episodes are almost all, all just a couple minutes shy of as le- as long as this last one was. And that's that's still a lot of Game of Thrones that's still to come. Yeah. What about you, and, Chris?
1: I mean, that's really all I want to talk about. I mean, there's a few things to, to, to nerd over and um, but I mean, the linchpin climax Yay or nay or what do you think it means is really the most important discussion in my mind, uh, at least from what I've been. I've seen a lot of bad takes on the Internet, and that's just all I can think about. Um, but uh, I love the episode. Uh, I think my initial reaction, uh, I was in, insanely tense and anxious, and I think that the effect was achieved in that regard. Um, oh, yeah. And that's what's funny is I I, I cannot completely discount the the lighting Jokes and uh, dismay because, I mean, it was comical. If you had seen me on the first viewing of the episode, you can ask my my wifey. I I was hopping from couch to couch and leaning (laughs) and laying and sitting forward and not just in anxiety, but in an effort to see. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck was going on? And mostly in the first 20 minutes, 30 minutes. And I think it's the lighting, which is very realistic in Game of Thrones. It always has been. They try to use the candlelight and the firelight and the moonlight as much as possible. Um, Mixed with uh, what Miguel Sapochnik chose to do, which is this frenetic battle cuts. You know what I mean? To uh, energize the scene and, and get you a feeling of chaos and confusion, like the characters Mm -hmm. are experiencing, but I don't know. Sometimes it was just simply frustrating, but at the same time, the effect was real because I was very nervous and very engaged. And Mm -hmm. I think it was also not their fault. It was partly our own expectations fault because for me, I think everybody is squinting so hard to see which beloved character is about to die that it makes it even more, upsetting that you're having difficulty seeing. And for a heartbeat on the first viewing, you're like, did Jamie just fucking die? And they just cut away super fast. Like, you know what I mean? Or whatever. Like, you're just like, is this real? Um, yeah. what the fuck is going on? And you kind of lose a sense of geography. Um, but I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the lighting. Honestly, I, the second viewing, I don't know that it was any brighter, but it didn't bother me at all because mm-hmm. I, I guess I knew the outcome of everything and where everything was placed. Um, so tension was alleviated a lot, which probably did make a big difference. It was, um, but I mean, it, the lighting also worked beautifully in a lot of places, like the the opening with um, uh, Melisandra lighting the a- arx on fire. Um, which was mm, hilarious so because my, as soon as they pulled out their RX and came charging forward, I don't know how to pronounce RX. That's just I've always read it, so I don't know the proper way to say it necessarily. But anyway, we're gonna it's go with that. A-Rock. <laughs> so the Arach. No, that sounds like Dwayne Johnson. They're all just holding up Dwayne Johnson, which would be a very effective weapon against right? the whites. He would light that uh, scene right he would, up. He would win. <laughs> but I remember thinking, "Holy shit! The poor Dothraki! No one gave them dragon glass weapons because there's no way that Gendry smelted." <laughs> Right. All of those into their preferred shape. <laughs> Holy shit, that sucks. And then so Melisandra comes out of nowhere um and lights them all on fire. And there's that wonderful visualization of all the the arcs lighting up on a flame and that the Dothraki the, uh, charge out and then all the lights just start to wink out. So because there's a moment of you're like, oh, fuck so yeah. Good. And they're, yeah, you're they're gonna get it now, Dothraki or badass. And then <laughs> right. they stumble into immediately into I guess dead one one or undead one one. And then they just, the lights wink out. Yeah, um, so that was, was such a great nope. scene
2: visually. It was a, such a like because you're right. It really kind of gave you like, yeah, we got a chance at this, and then mm-hmm. you just see as the lights go out, just all the hope and everyone's eyes just
1: die. It kind of <laughs> makes you lose faith immediately in the Red Queen because she could fuck? see Did the you future think gonna in the happen? flames, <laughs> decided to do that, and then just walks away. Non plus, <laughs> like, well, I knew they were all gonna die, but it's
0: it was like, pretty cool anyway. I right? had
1: to, I had to light the scene, you know. <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> With like she came with like a big swinging dick, like, oh look at this motherfucker's like lighting all those swords on fire. I'm not gonna give you one gray worm because I know you don't want one. Right. You guys will look like giant candles if I do. <laughs> and and then they all die and she's just like, Well, my job here is done. Bro. Right. <laughs>
0: Don't kill me yet, Davos. <laughs> that uh, that scene was actually the beginning of, and I'm not going to poo-poo it because that shot was so fucking perfect. But that was the beginning of my uh, streaming issues with like all the banding and just big blobs of missing dynamic range. Like I see all the lights start to wink out, and then I see just like a giant cloud of nothing on my TV. That is just no data
1: coming through you know what yeah, I mean that's why I wish I had an OLED I j- there was the blacks uh, mm. something you'll never hear me it was utter on this podcast <laughs> again oh, <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I didn't like is the blacks <laughs> but <laughs> I'm saying Jesus. the different that's gradation- gonna be isolated
2: and used against you in the future <laughs> <laughs> the
1: different <laughs> gradations of black in the in the screen is what it really and that's important in the shadows when you're when you're filming an episode that dark the gradations of, of black are very important. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's really uncomfortable. I, I to can't talk wait about. to
0: get the Blu ray and watch that episode. Yeah. Like, I'm hoping when I watch it again that it's going to look better than it did this last time. It, it looked awful, honestly, the whole episode on my screen. But again, it, it was more about the content than anything for me. So, um, I can't wait to see it again in beautiful 4K. But whatever, right. you know, what I mean, it is what it is. Does uh, a I, iTunes stream stuff in 4K? Because I
2: someone was telling me that they do, and that's how they watch Game of Thrones because they they can't stand HBO Go's quality of streaming.
0: I did not so know that. So they just
2: so they just download it off of iTunes and they they get that high quality streaming. I think it was iTunes. They said I know it was a different party streaming well, know, service that they get. I know some folks that
1: use um, Apple TV 4K. And they still oh, had the same in- issue. I mean, I've heard uh, people with every variation of platform and technology and TV settings and knowledge of visual media mm-hmm. be both ecstatic about the visuals and hate them. So I don't think <laughs> I think he just made an artistic choice um, that some people loved and some people hated. You know sure. what I mean? As far as the to experience the chaos of battle. Um but anywho, uh, there's a quote from the, the director of photography. I don't remember his name. but It's not Miguel Sapochnik, the director, but the, the DP. And um, he spoke out, I think today, against the detractors. And he said, I know it's not too dark because I shot it. Yeah, that was dope. <laughs> And uh, there's some of <laughs> the comment under the, somebody memed it and was like, God, I wish I had this much confidence in my artistic pursuits. And uh, mm-hmm. it was just hilarious. I just thought it was a good reply. <laughs>
2: right. Yeah. No, I was there and no, nope, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, at a certain point you have to look at the color grading guy and be like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Bring
1: up the flex what are you doing a little bit, shots? Bro? But I did think... I think the lighting gets too much shit, and there's some choreo- choreography mistakes and some editing mistakes more than anything.
0: Sure. Uh, for sure.
1: In that early third of the, sh- of the episode. But I mean, this is all, we're just talking about it because this is what we like to do. But we're, I love the fucking episode. You we're know making what I mean? Like, oh, for sure.
0: Like, uh, like Steve was saying.
1: I have to say, and I would like to hear how you guys feel, but at the end of the episode, credits rolling. I was in awe. I was very mm. satisfied. I had no thoughts of, "Oh my God, the hype did not live up to it. I'm so pissed." Or I took immediately to Twitter and just reveled in it with everyone else for an hour. It was everything that I wanted overall. Um, there's a the one thing that was huge for me that, in retrospect, that I just can't get over. I can talk about it when we want to, uh, mm. but nothing about. I mean, overall, it was it was phenomenal. I mean, did you mm-hmm. guys feel disappointed? in anyone?
0: I was disappointed that we didn't get more ghosts. Like I I, got, I felt teased when he's down there with Jorah. I was like Sweet and the front lines. Oh, right. But I thought about it. It was
1: like the RX. I'm like, what the fuck is ghost gonna do? He doesn't have dragonglass teeth.
0: I just wanted the bear's he teeth the and they put boy. in they put in dragonglass and his teeth and shit. That would have been fucking dope.
1: <laughs> I like to think he ran away immediately and I respect right. that.
0: All right. Somebody said that's where <laughs> Bran was
1: the whole time. He was warped into ghost running away. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but anyway, I, know,
2: I, I was I was very happy with the episode. I mean, I'm with you, uh, Chris. The last I don't know, maybe like 30 minutes of the show was I was on the edge of my seat the entire time, mm-hmm. just like clinging to my, my butt cheeks were like clinging to the couch. Um, <laughs> and when it when it ended, I just I immediately looked, looked at my wife, I'm like oh, I can't believe I got to wait another fucking week to see what happens next. <laughs> right. Oh my god, I'm so jazzed. I was so jacked up. <laughs> But, but cle- and but then like when I stood so up, tight. the couch came with me.
1: Yes,
0: yeah, Damn <laughs> it, you beat me to it. Fuck. <laughs>
1: there's there's this weird take on Game of Thrones that's it's bothering me, and it's like professional critics and and fans alike. Um, that's. Game of Thrones is all about killing its main characters. And like, that is mm. what the show is. And when they fail to do that, Game of Thrones is fumbling and stumbling and it's changing and it doesn't have the balls anymore. And like, I've always respected George Martin for having the, the courage to do that and create real page turning tension with its important characters. But never have I, Thought of Game of Thrones is like, that's what they do is they fucking kill your favorites. And oh, my God, isn't it fun or crazy? Like, and I find Mm -hmm. it bizarre. And that's a huge backlash to to the long night is which uh, that's an insult to Jorah and Theon one. But uh, that's weird that that's what you went in there looking for. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Well, um, I think that the oh, series agree.
0: kind of, kind of has not just the show, but the books too, has sort of made its name based not not just on killing off main characters and stuff that obviously, but um, just subverting general fantasy tropes. You know what I mean? That the hero mm. doesn't win, and you know that incest can be normalized, and you know there's lots of lots of non fantasy fantasy going on throughout the whole series, and the, far less. Um, you know, wish fulfillment in the entire series, both books and show than you would get in any other traditional fantasy, you know, setting. And so as we've reached this end game, it has sort of become, now that we've done all that, there really is still this main fantasy story that we need to end. And it's, you're sort of backed into a corner because you need to finish it but how can you do that while still living up to that same philosophy that the show
1: was made its name on? And it's I'm not Here's sure the thing, how you can. Though, it hundred one thousand percent did live up to that subversion of fantasy tropes, right? How uh, dare absolutely. they kill the main supernatural villain so early and succinctly, mm-hmm. right? No other fantasy would do that. Everyone's Mm -hmm. theory about what would happen last Sunday is demolished. Ours included. It has done its Game of Thrones thing by doing that. And everybody's all pissed acting like it's something different. And what it reminds me of... I
2: think it's a case of people who are... um, They feel some sort of sense of entitlement to it. And they're kind of mad that their expectations didn't come true. Like like they had outsmarted the Double D's and GERM and somehow... Because it didn't happen the way they thought, the series is less, which is insane because, like you said, Andy, um, Game of Thrones has been more about subverting expectations than killing off main characters. And even when they killed off main characters, it served a story point. And now that the Night King's dead, killed by Arya, a huge subversion of people's expectations. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, well, what is this going to feed into the rest of the show? I have no idea where the show's
1: going now. And that's awesome. I love not knowing. Mm -hmm. And and, it's identical to another huge property uh, to me, uh, Snoke. Do you know what I mean? Does it not War? remind you of that? Everybody's yeah. The star Wars, right? Everybody's so mm-hmm. furious and they're not really mad about anything that was done or chosen in the movie so much as they're mourning the deaths of all their fucking idiotic theories. And the fact that they so clearly miss the entire point and that's mm-hmm. what they're upset about. And rather than having a new perspective, it's, it's Ryan Johnson's fault or whatever. Right. And sure. this is, this is Snoke all over again. Like everybody who is the night King? Like we, we, we told you who he was Exactly who he was Why he's there How he was created How he was defeated the first time There's no fucking mystery about it mm-hmm. But you want to come up with this stupid shit That makes no sense He's a Targaryen and Sansa's pregnant And like he's just fucking going away on Reddit About shit that doesn't make any sense Like you're some fucking baby retarded Christopher Nolan You know what I mean Like who would make terrible movies if you were in charge And like you know what I mean Like what's a twist like it's <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. So, like, I kind of went I, off there. It upsets me. No,
2: no, I completely agree with you. Like, in the fact that um, everyone was coming up with these dumb ideas for Night King, but really, like, he was made by the Children of the Forest to destroy mankind. And he was a weapon of the Children of the Forest that went awry because the way he was going to destroy mankind would also have destroyed them. Right. And he's just evil and death incarnate. He doesn't need a motivation outside of that. Right. And, and to be honest, towards the end of the episode, when he walks up to Bran and he and Bran are having a stare down, my first thought was, Oh fuck, they're going to make him talk. And I was surprised at Uh how, how averse I was to the idea of the night King talking. Like I did not want that to happen. I thought he was too. I, because no matter what his voice would have come out as like he would have he could have had James Earl Jones fucking voice and I would have been like hate it mm-hmm. Um See Morgan uh, Freeman. and then, and
1: then for Canadian, half a second because he's from so far up north <laughs> sorry Bran good morning eh <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez hate to kill you like this you know but uh, I'm just down uh,
0: from Saskatchewan
1: I'm just the night king you know it's just what I'm a
0: so <laughs> so going back to the subversion tropes and I think it ties in Chris to what you were saying too about how it how it sort of parallel Snoke is that it, it is absolutely a subversion of expectation in that like holy fuck they just killed off what was supposed to be the greatest threat ever but I feel like it's an inversion of their general subversion if that makes sense because generally it was sudden threat when there was none me. you know Yeah. Um, so like for example um, when uh, Eddard is confessing um, that's supposed to be okay this is how he's getting out of it and suddenly there's Joffrey is just a nut and he dies and you can't see that coming um, or uh, when Oberyn loses to the mountain he won the fuck out of that fight and then all of a sudden he's getting his yeah, head he squished did. in you know what I mean right um, and so oh, yeah he did. the The inversion of the subversion that I'm talking about is that this is no threat where once there was one because – and that's part of what my general mega fan disappointment was because I am one of those people that was like I had all these theories about where where it was going to go. I didn't give a shit if it was going to end up being time travel brand that – He is actually the Night King and whatever. But like I had ideas about where what the Night King might also do to make things even more dire for our main characters. And we didn't Mm -hmm. get there. And so what came off as the greatest threat the world has ever seen in 8000 years wasn't one. He didn't make it past Winterfell and they wiped him out within six hours of meeting him. And um, whereas with Snoke it was new threat where once there was old. So when, um, and, and that's what I love about the arc of snow. Uh, like I've told you guys many times last year is my favorite star Wars movie ever. His whole purpose was to die so that, um, fucking Kylo Ren could become the new leader mm-hmm. or Supreme leader. Yeah. Supreme leader. And, yeah. Supreme and, leader. Yeah. And so like that was, that was the necessity of his passing. And I'm not sure I haven't figured. And I'm, Like I said, there's still so much Game of Thrones left and I can't wait because I have no idea where it's going to go. But what threw me off was that I didn't, other than, yay, we won, now we can go face the other threat. I didn't see what what the growth was or progression of the characters was that necessitated him dying as fast as he did. If that makes sense.
1: I do. I understand everything that you're saying and I think it's uh, much more articulated than the internet and with a capital i right which is just <laughs> also capital i ignorant uh, a lot of the time <laughs> but i think that your perspective see i don't and i'm not saying it's wrong it's just i've never thought wow, this was stunted or how dare they wrap it up so quick or it's because they're forced to because it's the show and they only have, that's not true. I mean, HBO could run this as long as they fucking wanted to. It's making so much money. They're doing the honorable thing by ending the story when they feel like it should, right? Mm -hmm. Why don't they just milk this? Fuck it. They're not right so there's no hurry to end the show that's still making i mean it well, was the spinoffs probably, is the milking for sure well, but, right well sure but, maybe yeah, no but you're right you're right point it's being like, they could they could go 12 seasons with this thing mm-hmm. uh and everybody i would still watch it but, but yeah bran john uh these characters have dallied with the night king on half a dozen occasions this isn't their first mm-hmm. meeting right he's been this approaching impending doom i think um him destroying the wall in a story perspective was obviously a turn into act three. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And now we have to have this climax, um, which culminates right here. And there's so much buildup and payoff with... Eric Dondering's whole purpose in being resurrected was to uh, allow Arya to be (laughs) there in that that moment. And there's still so much more to be revealed with that, I believe. Uh, You know, is the Lord of Light not even a real God, but maybe three eyed raven influence? You know what I mean? Uh, Who knows? I I don't think Bran is the Lord of Light. That's a reductive way of saying it. I'm just saying, like, I like the idea as an agnostic that it's not a God, but rather a powerful sentient being that has the ability to travel through time. Or did Mm -hmm. Bran, when he he was warging away in the long night. Was he in fact traveling time, making sure that dagger got to Arya's hand. Do you know what I mean? Cause everybody's like, what the fuck was Bran doing? I think he was doing something extremely important for the plot is what that will be So many more reveals yet to come. Hmm. And
2: <laughs> I honestly
1: think brand was
2: just keeping an eye on the night King via Raven, just cause he wants to know where Night King is at all times because Night King knows where he is. It's
1: possible because he took off in those ravens and then we see him fly up straight to the Night King and then it cuts to, that that hits the big reveal, right? But Mm -hmm. that's kind of a dud about what Bran's doing with his powers when he could have been fighting. Um, And there's a shitload of missed opportunities in that episode (laughs) I want to talk about. But overall, like, I don't think there was any other option but for the Night King to die at that episode. Mm -hmm. Because if you think about it, like a 76-hour film... Three hours, three and a half, four hours left to tie up all of the emotional arcs and grounded human stories would make perfect sense if it were the last 12 minutes in a normal film. So why the fuck is everybody tripping out? You know what I I mean? I think that and... Go ahead, Steve.
2: Oh, I was going to say, again, I I haven't read the books, but I've you know, I love the story that much that I like, I've gone and like read a lot of interviews with George R. R. Martin. And he even said that he wants game to throw the ending of game of thrones to be like, um, so the end of return of the King is like, you yep. have this giant, giant battle. Yeah. His, but then his you quote figure from out the political yeah. F- yeah. The political fallout of what happens after that big battle. And we just had the big, you know, fantasy battle. So now we get to see the, the big fallout and to right. see where everyone lands at the end
0: of that. Right, and I right. think that's just as interesting as the big, battle for sure and i think part of part of it chris with uh, the timing for killing him off is that this is a six episode season and so if this if you were to like translate it do the math for timing wise where this would have landed in a 10 episode arc it would have been like the end of episode seven which would be a a, 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 a spot that makes sense you know what I mean as far right. as like plot wise but because it's like we're just we feel like we're just getting our feet wet again because it's been two years since we've seen Game of Thrones and now that we're we, we're only two episodes in and it's like that threat that we've been building
1: up in our heads for so long just right it's done you know what I mean And snap. that's the thing though it's it's a is it's not Thanos fair snap. no absolutely I understand how you feel but I think people are unable to separate where they feel like the story was plotted wrong from mm-hmm. what they've done in their own heads in the intervening years. Oh, I agree you know 100%. I mean?
0: And I, yeah. I'm fully aware that I'm one of those people. You know, right. I acknowledge that and I'm just working through it, man. This, yeah. is, this, <laughs> is, this, is, this is streaming things Andy's therapy. The couch. <laughs> You're like where not I was
2: at the end Steve, of Last Jedi. <laughs> oh, so, so um, I, uh,
1: I want to say this real quick. It was the reason I thought of the Snoke parallel. Uh, it was not my invention, even though it's obvious now. Uh, there's a tweet from ryan johnson right after the episode and it was such a clever fucking jab um andy i thought we'd get a kick out of it he said god damn it i'm so p- something i'm paraphrasing god damn it i'm so pissed i don't know what to do with all my night king theories you know what i mean
2: <laughs> nice and it's
1: just hilarious just like because he was probably drinking bur- i picture him drinking bourbon like ha right. subvert the fucking expectations N- fuck them you know what I mean? right. <laughs> super happy <laughs> Hell yeah. uh, and of course twitter was a flame like they didn't get the joke at all reminds right. me of Snoke you fucking cocksucker you know what I mean and he's like yeah no, that was the joke oh, yeah no shit so what did, uh, what did you guys oh go ahead Amy go ahead uh, the,
0: this something that's been sort of bothering me for a minute now Night King is not in the books correct me if I'm wrong he's he, he's not a thing uh I, there's well, the night the Night's King who was like the Age of Heroes guy that married a I think a, there's both married
1: I think it's both. And Martin was that crazy that he created the Night's King, which was like an old tale from the watch of one of the, um, the, one of the forts. Was it, that was, which one is it? That's the
2: Stark that that married a a blue eyed lady, right? Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. I think so. But he ended up, it was like a Night's, Night's Watch tale uh, Mm -hmm. told by Sam. He was
0: the 13th Lord Commander. and Right. They wiped out all of all the records
1: of him after that. And And I believe there's also a a night king. But in the book, we don't get to delve that deeply into what he calls the others. And it's not called that in the show a lot. Right. Right. The White Walkers are also called the others. Mm -hmm. And Um, it's the three eyed crow
2: for the record. (laughs) And so. And it's Asha, not Yara. Right.
1: Right. Those things are equal. I don't think we've gotten to delve into (laughs) the evil. Race of people yet as yeah, much I, in the I, books. I don't
0: think that a night. I I you you might be right, and I'm just. It's been a minute, but I don't remember Night King being in there at all. And I did not do any research to back that up. I'm just like, <laughs> holy shit! I don't think that's a thing. And it's yeah, so, definitely spent a
1: lot more effort in the show to personify it. I think, and but yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. In in that in a show, it's absolutely necessary. You know, uh-huh. a, a, a giant fucking ethereal force that you know, is a a big threat to the world versus, Hey, here's a person, you know what I mean? Like, you you know, put a face on it. And, um, but yeah, uh, that, that was just something that, and and that was part of just me working my way through the episode because when I finished it, I was like, Holy fuck. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I was thrilled and I was disappointed and my eyes were strained from trying to stare at the dark (laughs) images and stuff. And I was like, is he in the
1: books? But, like, but isn't that amazing, though? Like, I, I just don't think people are grasping the gravitas. <laughs> <laughs> I was <just> being... <laughs> Uh, intentionally The toss, Yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't think people are grasping the weight of it Like this is exactly how you're supposed to feel That's how you felt mm-hmm. after the Red Wedding That's how you felt after the Mountain versus the Viper It's how you felt after the finale of season one Like what the fuck Right, right? Like this is what they do And everybody's saying they've lost it And this is exactly what it's supposed to do Like this right. is what they're famous for Is that what the fuck Like mm-hmm. walk around the house Questioning your whole life feeling um it's just a new thing
2: not based in the books
1: so. and aria got to use every skill that she had learned yeah. mm-hmm. every single we, one it was such a good can payoff we, can we talk
2: can we talk about Arya? yes <laughs> please her, do her whole thread in this whole episode is like my favorite thing that has happened in game of thrones in a while yeah um i Absolutely loved it. And this is coming from someone who, like, around season four and season five, whenever they would cut to Aria scene, I'd be like, fuck, I don't care. Mm. Uh House of Black and White so boring. Oh, you're blind. But, like... Uh.
1: <laughs>
2: but like fast forward to now like Arya's really come into her own as a character and you know the the when the episode starts off with Melisandre coming in and then locking eyes with Arya oh, immediately. I immediately remembered the I immediately remembered the line of like we'll meet again you know you're, you're you will close many eyes hmm. and I was just like oh fuck that's so cool I didn't know what it meant at the time I just right. was like Hyped about that reunion that I forgot about. And then we get the really cool... It was just the lead up to revealing that Arya kills the Night King was so well done. Because you have the callback to Melisandre. You have all of you know the memory of her being this wicked awesome stealth murder ninja. Um, to the point where when she's hiding from the Whites in the library, her footsteps are so silent they don't hear her. But they hear her blood dropping on the ground. Yeah, Like they don't mm. hear her running around. Pretty dope. And... And of course, you got the, the Valyrian dagger, and then she uses that little cool, like, drop-in-the-knife trick uh, to, as soon as the, to stab I, him.
1: I couldn't help it. I was audible. Like, when she dropped the dagger, I just giggled. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. holy shit, it's going to happen.
0: Also, a big parallel she, from uh, Last Jedi, just saying, from the Throne yeah, Room fight. Stole <laughs> Ray's, Ray's the, move. the exact same move.
1: <laughs> yeah. Stole anyway, well, Ray's move.
2: When she, when she flies out from behind, well, well, first off, when that one White Walker's hair kind of blows... In the wind. Yeah. And then you see her kind of appear from behind the Night King. I was, so, I yelled. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I've never had that reaction watching Game of Thrones. And then he catches her and I was very sad. I had a I heart thought attack was when dying. he caught her. And then when he, when she dropped that dagger, I'm like, oh, fuck no, fuck no. And then she, she gets him and I screamed again. It was, <laughs> ah, dude, I fucking loved it. It's one of my heard, favorite moments in TV I, ever.
1: I heard a few people <laughs> saying that they thought this is so silly and this is where I think just a lot of people just get really caught in the gimmicks and I'm not trying to be dick and just lose sight of what the show is but so many people have been like oh dude I totally thought Aria was going to pull Bran's face off and she was going to be sitting in the chair and I'm just like what what you guys are doing too but like that oh, she, she was she had she killed Bran Brand and he warped into the bird and she was going to be wearing his face waiting on the Night King wow the, the man who's <laughs> so, so supernatural he can survive dragon fire wouldn't notice that that was um, you know what i mean like it's just you guys are doing too much
0: i thought he was gonna unceremoniously kill her that's what i thought was i thought it was just gonna be like a mm-hmm. stab drop turn back around you know what i mean and that that's where i was like oh fuck you know yeah. what I mean? that that would have been that. like a crazy game of thrones death and i hate that yeah. and i hate that i call it that because I mean, it is what it is, but it's also just unexpected threat. You know what I mean? Just right. like there she is. Oh fuck! You know what I mean? And it's yeah. cool. It, it's like I'm not gonna spoil anything, but it's a departed moment. If that makes uh-huh. that makes sense to y'all. But yeah, anybody, any listeners that li- have seen the departed, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but no, it, it it's. It was but awesome.
1: narratively when you think about it. I understand what you're saying.
0: Right. Oh yeah. No, narratively All of the seeds it 100% planted, makes sense.
1: They clearly knew Arya mm-hmm. was going to kill the Night King five years ago. Right. And it is glorious payoff. For well, sure. They, for they sure. said
2: in a behind the scenes thing that they they came to the conclusion three years ago. Uh-huh. They they knew that Arya was killing him three years ago. So like I guess right before they started filming season seven.
1: Hmm. I thought they said so like, a season three or four. I remember hearing the number three. Because when she's stuck with, um, she runs into the Red Queen when she's with the um, fuck, Baron Barindu- no, Barindu- right. Dundarian's little crew. With, mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that that is in season three. And she um, says,
1: You will shut blue it, eyes, green eyes, and brown eyes, right? So, uh, Brown right, Eye was definitely referring to Gindry's butthole, right? So, that's done. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, shit. Uh, no, but yeah, in, in that doc, he definitely said three because I thought it was interesting. Like, I guess they had all these seeds that were planted, but they themselves didn't quite know what was
1: going sure. on
0: until now. Who um, do you think
1: the green eyes are? Let's do some Marin fucking Trant. Right. <laughs> I'd say somebody at some point. Maybe, I don't know, it could have been. Well, the- I think the brown was either Walter Frey or Marin Trant. Um, the blue is obviously the Night King. I believe it, Cersei has green eyes, and that's the going mm. vote right now. Um, so would also Jamie then, and Daenerys has green eyes, but I don't know if that tracks because in the book she's supposed to have purple. So I don't know purple. if that counts. Right, right. Um,
0: I don't. She's killed a fair few people at this point. You know yeah, I mean? she's it, killed it a could lot of the little eyes. kid she killed in season one. You know, I they should know.
1: go back and have a comedic version of that scene where she's like, brown eyes, green eyes, blue eyes, hazel. Uh, the, the light brown ones that change in the light a little bit uh, people with one um, eye some um, of them have no <laughs> eyes which is pretty dick because they're blind but you kill them anyway uh, you're kind of a little bitch for real you know like just keep going on about the eyes
2: right yeah it was it was such great world building that literally every tool that Arya's learned and
0: she used her staff
2: stuff for so walking and in Davos the, just she could like, see in the night
1: God damn
0: yeah Davos <laughs>
2: is like yeah <laughs> and have you guys heard the most um,
0: unfounded Mary Sue accusations of
1: all time I oh, no. oh, I fucking hate that shit. You I know. That? I just read. I, hate, um, pe- I read Joanna Robinson's comment. Means. How dare you? Don't even breathe the word Mary Sue. She has hard won these skills over ten years. Right. Yeah. Did somebody yeah. actually make that claim? Yep. Yep. It was trending. A lot of idiots. How is that even possible? I have no People idea. People don't know
2: what Mary Sue means. They just think like, oh, a, a woman on screen that has power. Mary
0: Sue. Right. Like, yeah. It's just like, fuck you little fuck boy. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. She hasn't made one goddamn sandwich this entire series. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: yeah. Hot Pie's job. Right. You let him do his thing. Oh, poor hot pie! uh, Yeah, it was it was nice to hear her say, you know, what did we say to the god of death? Not today. One last time. So good. Call back to cereal, Florel.
1: Oh my God, are you serious? Mm. How could you you not? Did you guys see the the
2: the, somebody posted um, on Reddit a couple? days ago that I thought was actually kind of cool. I don't know if I believe it, but it is a, an interesting case and there is some traction to it where, when John stands up, when he's like trapped by Viserion I've
0: heard and he stands too. up
2: and just starts yelling at him. He's, if you put on your headphones and really listen to him, he yells, go, 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 go. Like he says, go four times. Really? <laughs> and people are speculating that Arya, he he knows Arya's is there and he stands up to, distract Viserion so Arya can sneak past the dragon and get into the... Interesting. ...the, the, the godswood and and uh, kill the Night King. Again, I, I, I put headphones on That is not what I thought you were going to say. No, I, I put headphones on, I listened to it, and I'm like, it kind of does sound like he's yelling go, but I'll leave judgment if that's true mm-hmm. or not next episode when Arya's like, hey, thanks for distracting that dragon, bro. Right. No, I don't,
1: I don't think that. I didn't get that read at all. It just looked to me like he was frustrated and not to gonna die. die like a bitch. you right. know what I mean? Like that's what that read to me. Um, and that's what's yeah. funny to me too, and I'm not no offense to Andy. I'm sure this is prior to the episode, but I think about it, I'm watching the episode. How did people think this could end any other way than either everyone dying or the night King dying? Mm-hmm. I mean, f- halfway through the episode, every character anybody could possibly care about is insurmountably overcome right? Mm-hmm. I mean, in every possible way. And I guess that they're so sadistic. They just were like, holy shit, here it comes. Fucking everybody's going to die. I love it. I'm going to be so sad, which makes no sense. <laughs> been, I, I was watching it the second that, time actually. <laughs> Brianne and Jamie are just there <laughs> they're with pod, like having their own version of uh, a love affair, just be set on all sides. Tormund's atop a giant. Pile of corpses, fucking Tyrion and Sansa are running around in the crypts hiding from zombies with little knives that aren't they aren't doing anything with, which totally made wasted the scene where they pulled them out of their coats. I felt yeah. that but was like one of my huge complaints is that they have that beautiful look with one another. They pull out their knives like fuck it, and then they, and they go hide with to Varys sneak quietly <laughs> and hide with Varys. <laughs> what the fuck? He didn't yeah, let her stab it. anybody. I
2: mean, in their defense, <laughs> Varys had a very good hiding spot. He was with <laughs> that girl. For he was protecting them all, so he was in the safest place there.
1: I know, just Varus looking all grumpy with all the little girls. Like
2: it's it's hilarious because Varus looks like Vera sitting in the crypt while everyone's being eaten by zombies looks exactly like Vera sitting in the crypt when they first walk down there, like, like,
0: Oh hey, what's up?
1: I know, You're he's right. got like a slight look of sadness, but mostly just like I'm hungry. <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> I wish they would have cut away the little girl that's like, okay, I'll protect the crypts and like see her fucking going ham and shit. That would have been sweet. Didn't yeah. happen, unfortunate. My, but what you were just saying about like all of the all the main characters and where they were placed and stuff—that was one of my bigger gripes with the um, the direction or blocking if you staging of the whole thing, if you will. I hated that. Like towards the end of it, it was just, oh, and here's what happens to be <clears throat> Jamie, Brienne, and Pod with their sure. backs literally against a wall everyone else is dead around them and they're fighting off hordes Sure. and then here's Tormund and, and fucking Gendry standing on Gendry. a mountain of corpses fighting and there's Sam right at their feet and just them you know what I mean like literally they're giant did everybody die but the named people because I get the feeling there's going to be a lot more than just them next episode and so the staging of that is l- just a couple of extras there would have done a lot for me which it's I know It's right. kind of a gripe but it was just one of those like sh- too much of a spotlight you know what i mean they and just hit it had, i the, think they had to
1: make a decision about like these are the people you want to see we got to check <laughs> yeah. in on them the i love that shot is, though what did you guys is, think because the... it's that shot i was thinking sure. of, i was on the second viewing they did like a tracking long take with john right as he I meets the ice dragon wasn't that great yeah that was and, like cool. yeah. they that actually a had a hard home <laughs> Extras and stuntmen jumping down during the long take uh, at exactly the precise mm-hmm. moment where we right behind as John had passed. And it was like very fucking impressive how they timed that and shot that.
2: And he gets <laughs> the gate shut right
1: in time. Yeah, Did you that guys was watch the, where, the 45 um, minute behind the scenes? Not yet, no. I did. It's incredible, Andy. It was like a 55-night shoot, so Mm -hmm. 6 p.m. to 6 a.m., 55 days in a row. That's That's how they shot that episode. Um, But anyway, go ahead, Steve. (laughs)
2: I was going to say, I, I really like that tracking shot, too, because it has one of the, the better John character moments when he's walking and he walks past Sam, who's like, I love that, you know, in a very dire situation. And, and he had to make John that, has that moment of like, oh, should I save him? No, I need to focus yeah. on the mission. And he leaves mm-hmm. Sam like the one person you would expect him not to leave behind because he knows how important it is to kill the Night King. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a that would cool. That was, cool. Been that was made- powerful.
1: More powerful and made Andy happier if Sam had died right then, Um, and I kind of agree. And I I don't know, you know what I mean? Like if he looks Mm, at him and he's just weeping and he can he can save him. Yeah, yeah. But you know, and anyway, and there's so there's a few things I do want. I do have some gripes. Um, I'm not defending this episode in its entirety, there's one huge thing, some small things I wish they would have been able to fit in. And I know that was a monumental undertaking. Um, A lot of people have said the White Walkers are also very powerful, very cool. They did nothing. And I Mm -hmm. agree. Uh, we didn't get to see any walker fights, no boss fights, as one guy on Facebook said. Um, John, he really wanted to see John fight the Night King, but John would, of course, would have had to have died if he didn't win that battle. And we can't have John, you know what I mean, kill the Night King. How lame is that? That's too tropey. Right. So that I understand why they didn't have them meet. Uh, but John could have killed a couple walkers, Right. A couple of the the generals that would have been dope. Some good sword play. Uh, I agree. Um, Tyrion and Sansa, I think, could have had a great character moment. Actually killing at least one zombie would have been an, probably easier to shoot than running around through the crypts. Um, <laughs> the major gripe I have, though, and would have been easy with some research, but maybe not easy to execute. The battle tactics of the Winterfell soldiers completely fucking awful. And like I've created fantasy worlds. I've been reading historical fiction my whole life. I know a little bit about battle tactics, even though I'm I'm admittedly not a war general. Uh, Cavalry is not your first line of defense. They're for speed and mobility. You don't just send all of your horses off into the night where you can't see. They're supposed to stay on the flanks and run in, take a few hits and run out. That's what horses are for, cavalry's for. Uh, your trebuchets, you're going to want to fling those a bunch and early on to try to take people out. Not as your troops are charging, right? Right. Um, and arrows, then stop. <laughs> right, immediately. <laughs> Archers in battle are not meant to each shoot their bows one at a time at random people. You shoot them in a volley all at once to take out large numbers of people and not have to worry about aiming so much. Uh, if I know this, a lot of people know this and it was just highly upsetting how poorly staged that that was. And I know Taiwan's not there, but here's where I think they missed the biggest opportunities. Tyrion, who's been a fucking idiot for two years, could have easily had some wonderful battle plans about like digging trenches, not just, right in front of the walls but like multiple trenches out in front and yep. setting some burning pits of pitch to set a flame and they could have given Tyrion some wonderful battle planning and use his big brain right uh, mm-hmm. it was just a mess it was completely fucking bundled it was like a bunch of kids you know what I mean like yep I don't know that's what I felt I don't know if you guys thought about the battle tactics but I was like appalled like why the fuck they send the entire Dothraki race out there by themselves in the dark right of course they're dead what the fuck you know what I mean? like <laughs> Well, the, yep. the battle and tactics. Then Daenerys the battle comes tactics. and blazes her dragon flame. I'm like, you should have opened with that. What <laughs> <Right>. the fuck? <laughs> I, I don't was gonna know. say the battle tactics didn't bother
2: me as much. Um, the Dothraki thing doesn't bother me at all because it's a cool visual, A, and B, that's just how they roll. They, <laughs> that's um, a fair point. That is how they, they roll. They, they did that on the, the loot train battle. They
1: just rush that shit. That's Um, funnier to imagine that that wasn't the plan, and they're just like... Yeah, they <laughs> like, oh, we got fire swords. shit! Like, yeah, let's
0: do this shit. That would have been awesome. <laughs> Holy <Leroy>. Steve, yours is <laughs> on fire too. Let's
1: go. You know what I mean?
2: Um, yeah, I mean, the, I totally understand. Like, everything you say is 100% true. The only battle things that I was kind of questioning was the catapults. They, like, did that initial volley. The Dathraki all die. And then they're like, well, guess we won't use these things ever again. <laughs> right. I um, it's right. so like, Just bad. keep launching that shit, man. Like, and then, uh, to and imagine then when, that um, they spend.
1: Just however much time building all those siege weapons to fire one volley, right? Uh, right. It's just so silly. I get it; it's expensive, there's but
2: a, there's that part where Danny goes to you know use her dragon, and John's like, "Wait, the Night King's coming!" And Danny's like, "No, the, the, the dead are already here." I'm like, "Yeah, Danny's right. Fucking go do that shit. Well, what I are you
1: doing?" That line was to hide my my gripe, which was why didn't you just open with that? and I think that the writers put that in to be like okay the plan is to hide and wait for the Night King to appear and then Danny's the one that says fuck it no they need help right so right. that kind of hides mm-hmm. the fact that they didn't just start with just dragon fire because they didn't want to get surprised <laughs> by the ice dragon right that was to hunt him was their yeah. purpose but And you still. probably
2: want to see what the what the armies bring in just in case the, the guys with the javelins like there's not a lot of javelin dudes sure. at the beginning kind of want to see where they are before you l- throw your dragons into the mix mm-hmm. yeah
0: i would have liked to have seen more dragon on dragon action for sure Ooh. um oh, that was cool the uh the whole we're lost in the fog and fucking mid-air
1: collision and shit like that that I, did you take that as symbolism or am i just being a douche reading too much you know, the, yeah, oh yeah the symbols there for sure for sure that they are but, colliding with one another yeah
0: well yeah like either either you know red herring but I, I think that it's you just meant, blew my mind. meant to be able to be read that way um but I just wanted more. I, I just wanted more, more of it you know what I mean because it was like for a second there I w- started to get my wish fulfillment for that scene which was like the fucking the Night King chasing Jon and his, his Viserians fucking blowing blue flame at him stuff I'm like yes, yeah. get that shit and then it's like oh he's gone <laughs> and now they're up in the stars and shit and that they're was like so beautiful it was that was such a, cool a good shot. shot where they dip back down into the clouds and stuff that was dope um, but I, I just want once like Viserion like God or uh, Rhaegal Got like got a hold of Assyrian's neck and stuff, and they start clawing at each other and shit. I'm like, you gotta tap his face get, off. Get yeah. this shit. <laughs> and how cool was that when John was fucking like when, when they had the long take shit and he's in the courtyard and the uh, uh, the undead dragon lands when he's spitting flame and stuff? Some of it's like squirting out of his neck yeah. and stuff. That was very yeah. well done, Steve. What I thought you were gonna say before when you were talking about John yelling, go, 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 I thought you were going to say, I read somebody say online, like with the way that scene went down, when he stands up and starts screaming at the dragon, ready to not die like a bitch for a split second there, he had to have thought that he killed that dragon with his voice because he just (laughs) stands up and starts yelling and it just drops, you know? He's like, like, yes.
1: (laughs) Did you guys ever get the, I, I kind of wish it had happened. I thought, Viserion was going to roast Jon and that he was going to survive. That would have been cool too. And that would have been Mm -hmm. like, that would have been, um, I said Viserion and Siri went off across (laughs) the room. I apologize. And then Danny would see him like smoldering and naked and would be A, turned on, but B, realize, holy shit, you are Targaryen. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought was going to happen.
0: Awkward after scene though when he's walking through, just naked. <laughs> Arya just runs battle. in.
1: I killed the fucking. What are you doing, John? What A the fall fuck? <laughs> A fire dragon. A fire dragon. Why are you naked? How did you fight him? A fall dragon. Well, it's the fire naked dragon fighting. <laughs> awesome would that have been Tormund (laughs) runs in and just smiles like fuck yeah my little crow (laughs) you fucked the dragon I always wanted to do that (laughs) John Dragon's
0: Bane that would have been dope Um, anyway Um, how did you guys feel
1: about there being a stealth scene in the middle of a giant battle you talking about Arya Mm mm-hmm um, I never felt distracted. I never once was worried about what was going on outside. I was completely enthralled by the mini zombie film. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, and I'm responding to things that I've seen uh, people complain about. Um, I've never, and that was something the showrunners were worried about when they shot it. But they thought, I think they'll be with Arya, and it's going to be fine. And that's how I experienced it. Um, I never got angry. Is something I saw that the zombies were moving slowly instead of frenetically, I immediately read it that they had no stimuli and sure. that's how they act when they don't have stimuli. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And seeing the way that it was when, shot. When, when they heard a noise,
2: they like freaked they like went out after it too. Right. Yeah, And, I,
1: and mm-hmm. that's how I read it. Some people are like, so why are they just moving all slow instead of tearing that place apart? And I'm like, they don't have an enemy. There's no, you know, there's no stimulus. Um, mm-hmm. So. I thought I, it was fucking awesome and that scene where she knocks right before that she gets the shit knocked out of her like her head is slammed into the wall and her blood's gushing that was brutal. she immediately becomes Arya the little girl again right that mm-hmm. we haven't seen since you know season five beginning of season five or something like she's been so self-confident and detached and well-trained and she hits her head and she, she's just like oh my oh fuck you know what i mean and then she's just scrambling on the roof and then the hound sees the little girl that he always protects right and he mm-hmm. snaps back into action um
0: anyway I, that I, 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 the only reason I brought up was because I wanted to just say that like I, I read the same critiques that you all did um, that it was it, it didn't make any sense for it to be happening there and the little things like Steve pointed out before like they heard her blood not her footsteps with what's going on obviously that couldn't really happen unless they just have the dentist walls ever but I didn't care because I loved having a little horror scene it, it was Daunting to watch this long of a battle, and that that and that's something that in the after the episode or whatever, I watched the truncated version of it that they show at the end of the episode, not the yeah. full length one that they, they put on Facebook. Worry about how
1: to keep it from being yeah, you know, battle th- fatigue. They, they right. had to
0: they had to pace it some, and it was worth it for that. Plus, just the payoff of the scene when she does run face to face with one and immediately shoves a dagger up its throat. I was like, that was dope.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, that, her reflexes. That was fucking. Yeah. Every time I, I've seen it three times, uh, that that scene three times, the whole episode twice, and I just was like every time it cracks me up, just like, right. Like she, before she even realizes there's a threat, she has stabbed it, which is fucking hilarious for a split second. I thought it was a human, you know what I mean? I thought it
2: was Gilly for a split second. I don't know why. Like the back of a 10. I was like, I was like, Oh Gilly. Oh, it's a dead
1: person. I love shit like that. Like had that been Gilly or even better, her baby, Andy would have been ecstatic. (laughs) That would have been pretty good. No, I'm kidding. Andy pro baby killing. Yeah. The, the, I think it was Miguel Sapochnik talked about he split the episode into three genre films in his mind. The first part being a monster film, uh, which is like the disappearing Dothraki. You know, it's better to not be able to see the monster. Sorry, guys, for the lighting. It's scarier when you can't see it. Um, the second part being a horror film, which is like Arya in the library. And then the third part, an action film. You know, the end with the dragon and John and the tracking shot, like kind of a John Wickian type thing. Um, John Snow Wick, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the way he broke it up and so the dp you know lit it with blue light for only the moon and then once melisandre lights the trench then we have we're bathed in red light for the rest of that part of the show and that was like hell to him right and then the third act back to the moonlight in the god's wood and all that stuff so uh, i thought it was really what they thought out all the shit that people so would just knock down comedy. you know right the traversal through hell. I, don't I think immediately you got thought of our just now for short John film. Snow
0: wick. That was good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I was just ecstatic about that. I think it was really well done. Um, what, what, what death was more powerful for you guys? Uh, Jorah or Theon? What affected you more? Steve?
2: Yeah. I was surprised at how much I reacted to, uh, Jay Bear's death, um, because you really forget about how long Daenerys and Jorah have been together uh, since, you know, episode one. And, you know, that that moment really kind of brought all those memories back for me. And it, it was really it was a really fitting end for that character, even though I'm probably more of a fan of Theon's arc. So I guess. Yeah, I guess. Jorah's was a was more impactful on me, even though uh, you know, uh, Theon got to go out like a boss. He had more balls in that uh, God's
0: Wood than anyone else, and he's a eunuch. Anyone else see any? I told you the eunuch jokes would come. (laughs) Yes. anyone else see any symbolism of him running with a giant pole to try to kill the Night King (laughs) God damn it Andy Um, definitely reacted more to Jorah I think partially because it played more to the audience there was somebody there to mourn him so we got got like Danny's reaction to it instead of (laughs) Bran just sitting there all stony faced like yep (laughs) That just happened. Uh, yeah, I think I
2: did like Brand's last line to Theon, though. The, the you're yeah. a good man, thank you. That was a really good bow on Theon's mm-hmm. arc.
1: Yeah, yeah. I um, I think Ian Glenn did a wonderful job, and it affected me more in retrospect. Talking about it with people who were like, "What better way for him to go?" Like he, I don't remember who said it. If it was somebody on the show or a friend, but I just somebody enumerated like he to die defending Danny would be the absolute favorite way for Jorah to die, right? Mm -hmm. And he just goes out like uh, uh, comically... Deft at defending her. I mean, rewatching it, and a lot of people make fun of it, like he's the uh, knight from Monty Python, like it's just a flesh wound, and the, there's been a lot of jokes, but which is hilarious. But it did um, look at one point I'll, like she threw
0: him but, in front of.
1: Uh, I'll bite your legs off. <laughs> no, but he thrusts his like he can't even lift his sword arm anymore. Mm-hmm. So instead, he just leans forward and takes the stab. You know, right. and it's all he can do, and it's yeah, it's beautiful and very sad. Oh yeah, but a Theon's death. I'll disagree with you too. It affected me way more. Um I audibly whimpered when because Bran we get this strangely human moment from Bran for once where he mm-hmm. says, uh, you're a good man, Theon. Thank you. And just the the look of relief on Theon's face who just feels like a good person who can do no right for so long, right? And he just wanted so desperately to be forgiven. And he just I, I, uh, alfie allen played that so well you can see the the relief and acceptance of his death in that moment mm-hmm. um and he just had this great samurai you know seppuku like death by night king thing and um i don't you know i would have
2: thought that like theon Greyjoy of all fucking people would have a one-on-one fight with night king right, right? no <laughs> shit yeah and he'd he got lose, to kill but so
1: many whites. I mean, he'd just been tearing them apart. And if you think about it, he did his job because any one of those whites would have killed Bran and the Night King would have not have been distracted to be killed by Arya. Mm. And so like, if Theon hadn't been there and just done such a valiant thing, I mean, he just fought long enough for the Night King to show up and arrogantly approach Bran. Um, and I have to mention, I'm sure you guys thought of it too, just nobody's mentioned it yet, the fucking score... Yeah, dude. Oh my God, when that that piano kicked in, and I thought, "Oh my, there, there's some major deaths about to happen." I didn't think it was going to be the Night King, but it just got
0: so somber. Yeah, dude, it got that. That score was fucking killer, dude. Like, I wasn't sure if they could top Light of the Seven. I'm not sure that they it or not you know I, I need to go back but fuck me immediately it was I was on, like it was up there for sure like, with I'm, that I'm getting oh, yeah. I'm getting the soundtrack you know like that was so good uh, I,
1: I have this friend who's famously unemotional. Like he just f- infuriates me. Um, like any kind of film that's slow paced or anything. And I just thought it was the most life-changing thing in the world. He'd be like, I mean, it's pretty boring. I turned it off. You know, it just infuriates me. He, he's insanely good at video games. <laughs> I believe it's some kind of psychologically for that reason. He doesn't get anxious. Mm-hmm. This guy, right. Just famously just placid person. He's telling me about watching the episode and he's a really big guy and he, I don't know it's not gonna be funny unless you can see him but he's like yeah that music started playing and I just like sat up like huh and uh, <laughs> <He> sat <up. laughs> cause I could picture him just laying eating a big bag of grippos just like bored <laughs> and so he like physically sat forward as soon as the piano started playing like oh shit And it even got to him, like it broke his icy soul, you know, and um, it just meant a lot to me. And I just wanted to mention the the entire score for the whole episode was wonderfully done. Uh, But that part especially was a huge climax for me. I climaxed is what I'm getting at.
0: Winter Um, came
1: (laughs) and now it's time for the cleanup. Uh so yeah I don't I don't know that there's a whole lot else to, I mean there's a shitload of specific things to mention but I mean that's that's pretty much the gist and we talked for over an hour in broad terms about the episode itself um, I think it was a, a a huge success with a lot of flaws mm. um I give it an I give a- it an A, a solid yeah. A Do you guys have anything else about the episode that you want to mention?
0: It was hard for me. It was a difficult day, uh, watching Endgame and then that. Like, it I did was, the same thing. Ooh, it was so much, like, release, relief, and, you know, fan nerddom, nerdgasms that all in one day. It was nuts. It, it, it was, it was, I would definitely, um, I would
1: love it, Andy, if you watched it again and, um, and gave me some more thoughts about what, how you feel. And I, I, that sounds very much like I'd like you to view it again and have a correct opinion. Uh, <laughs> that's not what I'm saying at all. I just think I think that you'll have a different take on it because that was an exhausting day for me, too. And the second viewing was much different when I had time to process it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited for the next episode. I have not seen uh, what's coming next. I don't watch the trailers. If I can avoid them, I stop it after the credits uh, and then go watch the behind-the-scenes manually. So I have no idea um i have no idea even what to predict honestly yeah aria is going to kill some more people right (laughs) i think we're going to get we're going to get clegane bowl um in (laughs) Uh, my Uh, opinion for sure you think that's going to happen next week i don't know i mean they they definitely just play fucking fast and loose with people's travel time um, yeah it's true but I don't know I mean they're gonna open with them being at King's Landing now well, somebody <laughs> said that like how smart would it be if Cersei was like up in their ass already and, and it would be but I, I, I think she's safely in King's Landing still right um, my, oh, for sure my yeah. opinion but they have no Dothraki <sighs> Unsullied or fucking gutted. Like, I don't know what their forces are looking like. Oh, we didn't even mention Liana's death. How dare we? I was, right. I was just
2: about to say we would be remiss if we didn't mention Liana.
1: It's <laughs> true. Uh, they and gave her.
2: I thought her, I got
0: one of my um, sudden crazy deaths when that giant first broke through and just knocked her aside. And I she did yelped. too. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> like, I did that was too. It?
1: <laughs> but people would have been pissed. They would right. have been pissed. She got a, um, a very good send off killing that giant. I thought that was very well done. And that's funny because that character was, I think supposed to be a one-off and the, just the fans loved her so much. They kept bringing her back and they had to send her off uh, in a way that was befitted our love of her. I think send her off and style. Oh, it, was, it was
2: absolutely perfect. If you're going to kill, if you were going to kill her off, this is probably the best way to do it. Uh, I was actually shocked that they did kill her off. For whatever reason, even though like there's no way she would survive that battle, but I was still really surprised that they would have her getting crushed in a giant's hand. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. R. I. P.
1: House Mormont, right? Yeah, totally, right, yeah. Crazy. Somebody needs yeah, to go absolutely. get that sword from Jorah. That's really expensive. I was thinking that. Is that weird?
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> I you know to- um Tyrion Lannister was correct last episode. They're all around that fireplace, and he said, I think we might live. I think we might yeah. live. And they all lived. I think uh, I think Tyrion's been talking, his talk with Bran shed some light on some
1: shit. Nah, right. he was just being real drunk and positive.
0: Everybody yeah, around
1: Everybody around that fire, yeah. I, that's how I took that. He was just all wasted, like, I think we're going to be okay, actually. You guys I think think of,
0: love you guys. Uh, <laughs> what did you guys think about Melisandre getting the final shot?
1: Like... I thought it was awesome i mean it, visually it was amazing oh um, yeah it looks super cool mm-hmm. strange choice maybe but i think that that wraps up that whole plot in a nice little bow like the whole mm-hmm. azora high and melisandre's purpose and beric dondarrion's purpose and who's you know the the, the long night is over right so that's mm-hmm. that was just the end of that like i have served you know like done success mic drop mm-hmm. Old lady, the night is now
2: well lit and not really that full of terrors. No, there's Good. less
1: terror and it'll be a much better lighting the next few episodes. Right. Um
2: I feel like there's, there's going to be a, a large contingent of people who forget that um without her necklace, she's an old lady. So I'm just, I wonder if there's a lot of people are like, why the fuck did her hair go white? Why, why right. is she dying? Yeah. Damn, that it's really
1: cold out there. Holy shit. Um, yeah. For some reason, I'm against throne predictions, too, just as much as I was often against, uh, well, nowhere near as much as I was against origin Night King stories since we knew the origin of him. But I got to say, I'm really leaning towards a uh, Tyrion Sansa presiding over a newly formed government camp. Mm. Um, they I mean they just really laying the groundwork for some kind of relationship with Tyrion and Sansa. Um, and also Steve, I know you hate it. I know you think it's a red herring laying more groundwork for Crazy Danny. Um, she did a lot of heroic things to save John, but there's also that, that moment where uh, Missandei kind of overhears and misinterprets some treason with Tyrion and Sansa, in my opinion. I don't think we've seen the last of, um, where they're kind of joking about getting married and how Daniel will get in the way, and you know, Missandei's listening and gets very upset and storms off, and Tyrion looks a little worried or, or uh, ashamed. <clears throat> um, I don't know if Daenerys will take that very well, but I could be just way off base. Um, I hmm. don't want to see that any more than you do. It's just, I was like, oh no. But um, I could very I could see it being a wonderful end to the story if Tyrion and Sansa were wed and ruling somehow at the end of all that. That would be... Oh,
2: I totally agree. Because they're, yeah, they're the I,
1: purest I, characters. I mean, even way more so than Jon and Daenerys. I mean, the, the things that they've had to do to get where they're at, you know, um, they're very stained but, um, anyway, that's my I little completely agree that's my little prediction. I think that's a safe bet. ooh what's ouch what's how- I felt like a jab. <laughs>
2: Uh, no what like <laughs> obvi
1: chris i mean boring but obvi you know
2: <laughs> i mean at this point if anyone like says any sort of fan theory or like any sort of theory about game of thrones at all i'm like yeah that seems like a safe point because uh-huh. so, right. <laughs> i don't because if this is if this episode taught me anything it's that i don't know shit about where the story's going You're so right. If anyone has any suggestions, I'm like, yeah, that sounds great.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, Hell yeah. Well, I guess we're getting a little over on time. Um, any burning desires? All right. Um, <laughs> well, that's about all we have time for. <laughs> My name is Chris. I'm Andy. And I'm Steve. This has been Streaming Things. Please do email streamingthingspod at gmail.com uh, for any questions, comments, and concerns. What did you love about The Long Night? What did you hate about it? Where do you think the show is going? Uh, we love to hear all those things. Take the time to leave us a review on iTunes. That would be wonderful. There's a lot of good do it. Game of Thrones. Yeah, do it. Steve always with the cosign in the background. Very demanding. Uh, but yeah, until next week, my name is Chris. I'm Andy. And I'm Steve again. Yeah. We just said our names, but I did it again because it's very important that you know who we are.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And scene. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) If any more words come pouring out your cunt mouth, I'm going to have to eat every fucking chicken in
2: this room.